All right, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Top Tier Podcast. Today is October 3rd, 2022. We made it, baby. We made it to October, man. 2022 is on its way out, man. Out with the old, in with the new, man. That's depressing to me. Wait, stop. It's a little depressing because, you know, we're going to be 25 next year. You know, we're getting old, bro. Like, we're not getting old, but, like, I had experiences this weekend that made me think, like, we are super young. Like, I, I got, I finally got over it, getting older. You know what I mean? What was the experience? Uh, You know, I went out. I went out this weekend. One of my homies, he took me, he told me about this, like, little, like, I think it's called the townhouse. It's in Venice. And mm-hmm. it's like this, it's popping, man. It was really nice. It was like people are dancing, nice bar. Yeah, that's and you good. you pay $10. You go downstairs, you can listen to live music. If I felt special, I felt like I was like in a little little secret speakeasy. Dancing, main character like syndrome and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> people were coming around like, "Can I get in?" And I I, I walked past the dude and I touched. I like, you see it? Uh, you start. He was like, yeah, go. He was like, he was like, go in. I was like, yeah. You start performing a little bit, putting on a little extra sauce on the movements and the gestures. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, and it was like you know, it was mostly a young crowd, but I saw a lot of older folks there. And my, you know, my homie, he's my, like his mom, you know, she's like, I'm, I think she's like in her forties, forties, fifties, something like that. She, she, we, we didn't even know she was going to be there. He just, she told him about it and she was there. Mm. So I was like, damn, like all these different age ranges, mostly younger crowd. But I was like, if people are still going out at that age, we ain't got shit to worry about. Oh, bro. People are still going out and having fun at that age. That's the, what made you is yeah. seeing a 40-year-old out at a club. That's what made you have a completely it, I, different I, stance on mortality. Well, <laughs> the inevitability of it. Nah, I, I, I didn't mean it like to that extent. I just meant it like for some reason in my brain, in my brain, when you hit 30 and you're not married, well, if you're 30 and married, or not even, it doesn't even matter if you're married or not married. I just think at 30 and 40, you're like, ah, I don't need to party anymore. I'm done with that. I'm just going to be at the crib till I die. <laughs> I don't know. Or taking if I have kids, I'm gonna be taking care of my kids, and I ain't got time for that. You know what I mean? Or no, bro. It, ask your parents; they probably feel the exact. At the age of fifty, you probably feel the exact same way that you did when you were like twenty-five. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really change that much because you also have to put it into perspective. You, like, if they're fifty and we're twenty-five, they've lived twice our lifetime. So mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to like bore us out with like talks about mortality. I think that talks about. The Kardashians would be <laughs> more of everybody's mm-hmm. alley. Um, we could talk about Khloe Kardashian and the fact that she believes that she may have received brain trauma from just the persistent cheating, the serial cheating from Tristan Thompson and just the stress from that relationship. Right, I believe it. I thought can you weigh know, you I'm down. pretty sure emotional trauma shows up on the brain the same way as pain does. At least that's what I've been told. I don't know if this is legit or not, but I was the guy I was watching. He's very well read. I trust what he says. He may be wrong, though. I believe it. I mean, if he's cheating on her and she really loves him, of course it's going to traumatize her. Right. It's going to show up in her brain. It's going to show up as damage or, or something on her brain. So yeah. I believe it yeah. to an extent. You know? Yeah, I believe it too. I mean, the fact that trauma was the result of that situation, which is an extremely toxic situation. I think in that same episode, they also might have released the information that her and Tristan Thompson were were actually engaged um, for up to like nine months prior to the whole scandal situation where he was, where was he, like in some, some island country, uh, mm-hmm. cheating on her with other girls. 
But he's a dog, bro. He's a dog. He's something serious. He's something serious. Like they they scan his they scan his X ray his body. There's just fucking canines all in his body. Like he's a dog, bro. <laughs> they taste. They test his blood. It's canine blood. He's a dog. He does not <laughs> it's care. Canine blood. <laughs> he doesn't care. He does not care. Um, he's like he's the kind of dude who like I feel like his character arc is he's a cheater in denial. <laughs> and then eventually, he eventually is just like, he's yeah, I am, I am a dog. He dons the cape. And he's like, yes, is this? I will turns, never be committed. He just becomes a and dog. I, like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> like he dons the mask. When we were a kid, remember those 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 books when we were a kid, anamorphic books or whatever. I forget what the fuck mm-hmm. he was called. Remember they uh, the cover would just be the kid, and at the end they just become some animal. That's Tristan Thompson. He's just going to morph into a dog yeah. at the end of his lifetime. <laughs> he probably was in denial about it. He probably is like a sex addict. It kind of reminds me of like Wolf of Wall Street. Like the dude from Wolf of Wall Street, like he's just a sex addict. Like yeah. He's not going to be ever be in a real committed relationship, monogamous relationship. No, yeah. That's just stuff, not that kind of stuff. Be. You can't make that kind of stuff It's up, a story bro. of addiction. So he's probably getting to the point where he's just like, yeah, I'll never be committed. I'll always be a dog and oh well. Oh well. I think yeah. that I, I think that this actually kind of brings up a legitimate conversation about, you know, we're talking about brain trauma. Like essentially what that means is that Chloe Kardashian got a concussion from Tristan Thompson. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're saying yeah. and you're talking about how in your research you've seen how the physical trauma shows up just as um uh discreetly or not discreetly, but just as overtly as uh, emotional trauma, or I might have mixed them up in a way, but you know, I think that it's interesting. Like, people will talk about like physical contact sports, you know, the game is on right now. People will talk about how people need to get their brains checked out and like do the research on the physical trauma to the brain, but no one ever talks about the emotional trauma of the brain. Well, I mean, it's it's multi layered, man. I mean, like, your emotional trauma can fuck up your, your gut microbiome. They're just coming, you know, this is recent, last couple of years where they're studying how stress and your emotions can fuck with your gut microbiome. And your gut microbiome makes the majority of your neurotransmitters. So that's out of whack. Your brain's fucked. Yeah. And, you know, the gut microbiome they think is responsible and, uh, and autoimmune, it's responsible for a lot of autoimmune disorders and also, like, other mental like disorders, like bipolar disorder and, like, schizophrenia and dementia like all these things can be cured with different yeah. things like a fecal matter transplant which we don't it's kind of nasty we don't need yeah, to go into sounds... a fecal matter transplant. <laughs> but it essentially will rebuild your it rebuilds your gut microbiome which has in some cases cured some of these diseases like some people who have bipolar disorder have had a great improvement with like fecal matter transplant for example so i'm just saying like it, it makes sense like you know this all stems from emotional trauma yeah. all this damage and and diseases and shit fucking your body it's from stress and emotional trauma. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a science that definitely needs to be uh, delved into more. I don't know if that's the proper gr- grammatical way of saying that. Dove into more? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, moving on. Uh, you know, we're entering October. It's the season of spooky things and fall things and brown leaves and... You know, all the good stuff about fall. Halloween, them Halloween parties and them Instagram posts, Instagram models. This nigga mine went straight to thoughtery. <laughs> <laughs> he skipped all the joyous, joyousness and fun. He just went straight to thoughtery. <laughs> um, speaking of thoughtery, and you, you got to be careful, Elliot, because around this time, 
the thoughtery, at least in the horror movies, what I what I'm shown is that the thoughtery is what leads to you know all this murder and, and villainy. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But. You got to stay away from these real life villains, bro. There are real life movie villains that exist in real life. There are reports Jeffrey Dahmer coming from around the country, not just from one specific area, but from around the country. That there are villains out here, straight up monsters, replacing um, like colorful candy, like nerds candy, with fentanyl pills. These are just serial killers, straight up. Like I don't yes, believe it. Every year, man, I'm like, I'm gonna have to just make create some fake ass trick or treat with my kids, or like, yeah. Because, dude, like, I don't know. I don't trust people, man. People seem like they get crazier every year. Like, I saw a movie For real. where it was, like, this guy, he wanted clout, and he couldn't get clout on the internet. So he started just, he was an Uber driver. He would, like, record his Ubers and try to make it, like, a show and talk to his Uber people. Okay. And he uh, injected all his waters. Like, he would take a needle, injected the water bottle with, like, some neurotoxins, and he would seal it with, like, a little bit, like, a little tape. Mm-hmm. And if you drink it, you would die. So I'm like... When I see shit like that. You just giving people ideas, bro. I don't trust. So now I can't, now I can't get an Uber and drink water. Yeah. So you know for damn sure I don't trust Halloween candy. Oh my goodness. They're just making it worse every year. Even even if it's fictional movies, you're giving people ideas. You it does seem like you're giving people ideas. It does seem like it, doesn't it? Cause, like because that seems so easy to just inject a water bottle with some like roofy bullshit and mix it up and just give it to people. And it's so inject accessible. Like, that's an accessible method of villainy. You know. I mean. When I think about this, I, you know, I'm always thinking about like, you know, there's two different perspectives that I hold with it, two different sides of the thought pattern, which is like on the on one side, I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, that's how most people think it's like, oh, that shit, you know, it happens, but it'll, it probably won't happen to me. You know, I'm probably good. And then the second thing is like, you know, we've all heard the stories since we were of the age that we were even old enough to be able to trick or treat about mm-hmm. like all these and I'm going to continue to call them villains, like these these evil people that will do things that will straight up just in... To children. Yeah, to harm children. That's the intent, is to harm children. And then I worry, I, I wonder just like, where where do these people exist? You know, it might be one of those conversations where it's like, it doesn't even need to be had because it's kind of like trying to understand, um, you know, the mindset of what it means to be a psycho, you know, but understanding what it means to be a psycho like how somebody that's a psycho could do certain things is literally being a psycho you know if you can understand a psycho's actions you probably are the psycho right it's one of those it might be one of those types of conversations mm-hmm. um like but razor I, blades in the candy like I, we've I all heard, heard the stories up. man yeah like and, and it lingers with you you know you 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 carry that shit into adulthood you know mm-hmm. to this day some of these dudes put razor blades at like the bottom of slides and stuff at parks or like on handrails. They'll tape some razor That's blades. horrifying. These people are like, dude, like it turns people into Jeffrey having your mindset. Ass. It turns people yeah. into having your mindset where it's like, and then you end up having being a kid like me, where it's like you don't you end up not trick or treating because your your parents are like, well, there's some fucked up people out here. Like, hell no, my ch- my kid is not gonna go fucking trick or treating. Mm-hmm. The fuck you mean? Because with the fentanyl, you can't even check the candy anymore. How are you supposed to check the candy, like, because all they have to do is put, like, a, a dust mm-hmm. and your child is dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, And where is this, where, where all of a sudden, this rise of fentanyl, I don't want to stay on this topic that long, but, like, this rise of fentanyl, like, where, where did this come from? 
I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know what it is. I don't know what like, like what dude, the like fuck there's like is different it? there's like different levels of fentanyl and I do know like the highest level, like a grain of sand of it can kill like an elephant. Like that shit is no fucking joke. No, not at all. Fentanyl is no dude, some of these like sometimes they go into like processing plants, like cops and like DEA agents, and if they're not wearing protective gear, they get a whiff of it, instantly dead. Yeah, it's like that's some how potent it is. They just die. Like yeah. Rat poison or something for humans, you know? But mm-hmm. oh, it's straight up like some rat poison for humans, straight up. And I don't want to stay straight on, up like raid. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to stay on too much of a depressing side. Um, Halloween, it's October, baby. You uh, mm-hmm. you a fan? Favorite holiday? Eh, not really, man. When I was in college, I liked it. I would wear the most trifling, lazy, procrastinator outfits ever. One Halloween, I literally got. Outfits. I literally took a shirt. Hey Ellie, I what are you dressed up as? Procrastinator. I literally took a shirt, drew a circle, and a cracked egg. And I was like, I'm a cracked egg. I'm pretty sure that's what I did. It was so stupid. I was lazy. I'm so glad that I'm not like one of those bullies that you see in high school movies that just picks the most random bullshit reasons to beat somebody up. Because that's one of them. Oh, my God. That's one of them. It's someone coming to a Halloween party dressed up as a cracked fucking egg. Come on. Or somebody uh, somebody (laughs) gave me. I was a little bit more creative um, two years prior. I went as a, a stripper cop, a stri- literally a stripper cop. One of my homies had an old outfit. And he let me wear it, and it was like a sleeveless cop, and it was like Captain Dickums or something like, or Captain Dickum no. down on the badge, had a badge, yeah. <laughs> and it was sleeveless too, it was like a sleeveless cop outfit. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. How did they convince you to do that? I don't know, bro. I didn't care. I just needed an outfit, and they gave it to me, and I was like, cool. And it fit. I was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, you was out here desperate, so you you didn't have any... Hey, beggars can't be choosers. Beggars cannot be choosers. Um, along Something along those lines, you know, I wasn't begging for anything Kid Cudi related, but Kid Cudi hit us with a couple of projects, a couple of works of art this weekend. We've got a... Uh, sh- a movie special on Netflix called Intergalactic. Mm-hmm. I guess we can clap it up for it. I enjoyed it. We'll talk about it here in a second. And alongside of that, he also released a... Um, uh, we were trying to figure out how what term to use to describe it earlier before we got on. Um, a type of like paired album, like a soundtrack mm-hmm. album, but it's not a soundtrack. It is the soundtrack to the album, but it's not titled as intergalactic soundtrack so i don't know if it's an official soundtrack or if it's an official kid cuddy project however there is speculation that this may or may not i think this is his 10th or ninth or 10th studio album that's kind of crazy i know i didn't realize he made that many um but he was interviewed or something along those lines maybe it was on premiere premiere night of his uh special uh but Reporters got word that he said that this may or may not be his last album. Kid Cudi may be coming to an end as a musician. Um, Any I thoughts about that? A, I think he's being a crybaby. I think he's being a crybaby. Crybaby. Now that would that that would that would have people assume that if you're a crybaby, you have something to cry about that would cause you to have some type of tantrum. His Ooh. mentor. His mentor. Disowned him. So, so you think, think this is his why. way of catching attention from his yeah, mentor? Man, he's like he's so, Cuddy is his soft. Mr. Miyagi. 
Cuddy is soft. Yeah, Cuddy is soft, bro. It's no question that he, Kid Cuddy he, he suffers. He starts shit. He starts shit. He they clap his ass like Drake when Drake he started shit with Drake, and then all of a sudden, am I making fun of his mental health? I'm just stating what happened. This is just he's the facts. In, he's in a he's in a psychiatric ward. He's like he's getting getting help because he can't take the Drake fans getting in his ass, right? Mm-hmm. But why did you start shit? So what I'm saying is like he has a history of being very sensitive mentally. I'm not making fun of him for that, but I'm just saying like right now. This whole thing with Kanye stands are like terrorizing him. Like they're legitimately harassing him. Like, do not fuck with Kanye fans. Kanye fans are like they get in that ass. N- they are nuts. Like they're nuts. Kanye they fans are ass. nuts. So they're in his ass, and I don't think he's taking it well. So he's right now. It's like this is probably my last album. But he didn't say. Oh, so you think people, he's just people being are a not little... appreciating me? Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I was ready to come on here and we're going to talk about Intergalactic because I have a little bit of a review for it. I was ready to get on here and have a conversation about whether or not Kid Cudi is even deserving of being called talented. You know, before I watched Intergalactic, I mean, I was really anticipating this being shitty. Mm -hmm. I no longer can say that. Um, But I think that... You know, I just wanted to say that point just as, <laughs> like, I think there might be a small narrative about Kid Cudi, and I say that sarcastically, small narrative, right? Because um, I think he, I think most people can really tell that he is soft mentally, and there's no problem with that. You know, he gets the help that he that he needs, and, you know, in order to mitigate the softness. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds, this might sound problematic, but, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I really have anything else to add to that. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything other than, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I'd be mad if I was performing and people threw water bottles at me. Like, but I wouldn't let them stop me getting a check. I would have to audit. I would have to security and, go get in that ass. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so that, to, that's all to move a little bit into um, a little bit of a review about the special, you know, just because it's the end of Kid Cudi musically, maybe doesn't mean it's going to be the end of Kid Cudi creatively. Because I'm going to be honest, you know, I've seen a, he seems to be working more in film and TV right now anyway, you know, especially mm-hmm. as of the last few years. I don't know about you, but I've been seeing like Kid Cudi has cameos in this movie, this movie, mm-hmm. um, just weird cameos. Like even if it's just cameos, like I think he's venturing into a little bit of a different medium of creativity. So mm-hmm. we see um, Intergalactic, which is a Netflix movie. Sure, we could say it's Netflix. Netflix fucking produces everything. They'll throw money at literally everything whatever Mm -hmm. but this was actually pretty good and the cast that they got was was up to par i mean this is a cast they had timothy chalamet um they had the the one girl from i wish i had her name i think i have her name somewhere in here hold on let me check uh the girl from spider-man she plays mary jane oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the black chick really really beautiful she was in this wait you mean you mean zendaya no oh does zendaya play mary jane okay so she plays gwen Oh, in the first one? Yes. Yeah. What's her do you have do you know her name? I thought I had her name on on uh on hand. I I, I do not. Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm spending way too much time on her name. If you could find her name, that'd be nice. 
Uh, see. But yeah, it's a heavy cast. Ty Dolla Sign's in it. You know what I mean? Like Dang. Kenya Barris is in it. You know, big cast. So people definitely believed in this so project. These are actors. These are not just. They're not just making music for the yeah. soundtrack, right? Yeah, bro. Wow. Look, look at the look at the cast yourself. You know, if you if you find it, read off that cast. Like the cast is something serious. This isn't this isn't any pl- this isn't for play play. You know, so I, I think he definitely has a future in another lane. Um, I think I was shocked to see it um, actually be completed to finish that sentence off because, and, and, you know, they had their little beef or whatever. But Kid Cudi, remember, he did have that that thing he was trying to do, that animated series or something he was trying to do with Kanye. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised to see this be finished and to have it be like legitimately good. This was a legitimately good rom-com type story. Um, I'm a sucker for romance. Uh, coming into it, I wanted to hate on it immediately. I wanted to hate on it. I'm a Kid Cudi hater. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I think it's the expectations of me thinking that he's so talented that when he doesn't deliver, I, I it's like fuck. It. I just don't get the Kid Cudi hate, bro. I've never got it. That's what like, I'm saying. I think it's. I just, don't think he's the most talented guy in the world, but I think I definitely think wherever place he's at, he he'd earn that. I think. Possibly. I don't. Th- yeah. Possibly. It's it's possible. It's definitely a debate to have. It's definitely a debate to have. Um, but in general, yeah, love the project. Uh, really, really good. I think that um, another thing about it that I loved was that the fact that it was a black story. But the entire time, you're not thinking this has anything to do with black people. Yeah, you get to for a second. You really get to for a second not... Because we have too many stories where they, they focus on which... It's very real. Like, we have very real problems we have to deal with in America that I don't want to get into right now. No. But it's a breath of fresh air to have a black story that's just, they're just people having a, an experience, you know? They're just a black, it's just a, it's just a black story, bro. It's just a black story. That representation is very, very elite. Um, and of course, and, and I think the brilliance of it, you know, and I think the irony of it as well, the fact that earlier this year, Netflix not only laid off workers that were working on their animation production stu- uh, side of their of, of their company, but they also laid off a lot of their minority-led mm-hmm. houses and departments, um, like Strong Black Lead, or I think that's what it was called, Strong Black Lead. Um, and to come out with this magic, that just goes to show you, like, hey, you're trying to cut costs and make sure you're getting guaranteed returns. Well, nigga, right in front of you, there's fucking black stories that are here Simple black stories just waiting to be created. This is a story about literally, I guess, a, a character that's based off of Kid Cudi just living in New York, creative, living in New York, meets a girl, also a creative, hit it off. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, you can make all these white stories, The Notebook, La La Land, all this type of shit, right? Is it add some seasoning? Add some, you know what I mean? Hey, you got fire. You got some heat. Exactly. Add some, some mashed heat. potatoes. You got some hate. You got some hate. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have to stay on this too, for too much longer. Just, I, I just had to. I had to admit it. Like, I had to come in here and give my and, and clap it up for him. I give him one more last applause because I had to. I had to give it up for Kid Cudi. He actually came out, and maybe this is his lane. Maybe he actually has something here. I don't know. Um, let's keep it with the black stories. Um, Marvel came out recently. I'm not sure exactly when with information that they were going to be recreating Blade. As of recently this week. So, what do you mean recreating? 
Well, there's gonna they're gonna be rebooting the Blade franchise. They're recasting. Okay. Uh, um, Wesley Snipes. I, I thought that was announced for, like, for a that was, while. It's, like, it, it was a minute ago. It was a minute ago, but it was still recent. Yeah. I mean, it's within the last calendar year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's been some there's been some updates coming from that set. Uh, so number one, the director of the film has moved away. They have I heard reached. It's. I don't know if it was creative differences. I don't know. He's I, apparently he's still going to be an executive producer of the project, but. It is. It's. It still hasn't moved into filming yet. Um, mm. And you know, I think that um, for me, it's like you know, you, you can hear all these types of rumors coming from set about you know this dysfunction and you know this being a problem and this, that, and the third. At the end of the day, are the expectations for the Blade franchise even really that high? I mean, this is a Blade franchise that originally garnered how many movies? Three. Yeah, it's like eh, three movies. Three movies I already think in, a TV, in like a garbage TV show. Something okay. Like that. All right. So the, I mean, point being, they already have content, right? And it's already a cult. It's a cult classic. It's not. This is People not love just. Blade, dude. Yeah. People, this Blade is, is a cult Marvel classic. For one. Yeah. It needs so, to get some respect. Yeah, I'm, and and I think that the people uh, that respect Blade that know of it's that know what it do. I think that. Those people aren't really. I mean, you you're one of them, right? You've seen some of the Blade shit. Like, I, I don't think that your expectations for this are that high. I don't think you plan. I don't think you expect for this new Blade movie to, you know, just completely go heavens above what the original did. I highly doubt it'll be better than OG. I really do. I really doubt it. I really doubt it. I don't know about what's his name, Mahershala, or yes, he's cool. I just don't feel like he can do he can do it like Wesley. That's just me though. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the original. I think Mahershal Ali is a great casting choice if you're going for something along that vibe though. Wesley's great casting a G, choice. bro. Wesley is a G. But that's all I want to say. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's let's do some more black TV. Uh, we got another topic here. Um, Kiki Palmer. I want to clap it up for Kiki Palmer. And I want to give her a loud applause, too. A very long applause. Because Kiki Palmer fucking came out here. We talk about it almost every single week. Another applause for her. We talk about it almost every single week. About sometimes there's moments in time where, you know, it's it, it, it takes for a certain level of black ex- exceptionalism to stand up and actually show face in culture uh, and make waves in culture. And Kiki, that's exactly what Kiki Palmer is doing. So this week, Kiki Palmer released some news. Um, she had uh, she took to Twitter and maybe like a couple of other social media spots and uh, introduced her brand. She's going to be releasing a new, uh, what she calls a new digital network um, called Key TV. And it's going to be aimed specifically at raising a new generation of black creators. And um, And it's no debate. Right. It's no this. This isn't for play play. Once again, this isn't for play play. There's no debate that this is for black creators. Uh, You can go through the coded language. You know, she doesn't specifically say for black people. Right. Mm -hmm. Bring in all the birds talking about, oh, my God, why are you bringing race into it? It's discrimination. We're talking about Atlanta earlier. They all talk practice discrimination. These other groups would be crying at you about it. Yeah. You know, they're always going to have their ways of. Not the black to, folks, though. It's reverse racism. It's not. It's not racism. It's reverse. You know, I, she she was it's racism. She was, able, she was able to to completely bob and weave 
all of those possible accusations that could have came her way. And I mean, I just wanted to, number one, just report on it. And number two, maybe possibly get your thoughts on it. I mean, you're one of the, the most pro-black dudes I know, people I know. So I know this probably feels good to you. Feels good to me. I mean, all I got to say is uh, follow the money. So is, is this 100% who's funding this? Uh, that's something I don't. I do not know that side of it. Um, I maybe maybe because I was looking for a website as well. I didn't find a website. At least it wasn't explicitly. Maybe I could have dove a little bit further um, into that research. Because um, if, if, if it's her and a bunch doubts, of, I don't have doubts. I mean, it sounds cool to me. You're just but saying, if it's her you know, and a bunch of black folks running it and make cultivating sure it's it. Cool, but if it's some front, so white money can squeeze more black trauma money out of people. I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't take propaganda her as that movies type. like well, the Woman King. You know, yeah, I, I don't take her as that type. I think I take this more so along the. I think I I think that this is more so just supposed to be, um, you know, for black people to get jobs. You know, and this is a, this is a space that's extremely competitive, uh, entertainment, um, and you know any like nothing in, in anything in this country is on our side for you know pra- practically is on our side so. Any help works, you know. She talks about things. I think one of the quotes she has is like, uh, you know, when one person opens the door, you know, then a million people can open the door. You know, like I like that. That it's like coded language, but you know what the mm-hmm. fuck she's talking about. You know, like she, you know what she's on. Um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to report on it. I didn't really have much thoughts. Obviously, um, I support it. Um, obviously, I think it's going to be great. Um, it's kind of crazy to think. Kiki Palmer is literally 29 years old, bro. She's not even five years older than us. And she's she out here. She feels like she's like, like I'm not saying status. she looks old. She, exactly. Yeah, she looks she looks good. She looks like she's in her 20s. But she's been in the game so long, she feels older. Like, it's weird. Legend status, fam. Yeah. Like, this is a person who is going to be receiving Lifetime Achievement Awards in our lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, she's doing it right. She's doing it big, you know? She's doing it big. This is a big step for a 29-year-old to be mm-hmm. trying to make thousands she talks about like thousands or million doors you know she wants to open up a million doors fam come on now uh we talk about some black people shit let's talk about some white people shit right <laughs> you want to talk you want to talk about some white people shit let's uh, do it. <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about some pale ale you pale ale <laughs> eat the pale ale poppy, pale ale poppy. Um, you know this is a couple that we've mentioned on this podcast before um with scrutiny actually um but the same way that i can scrutinize and be critical is the same way that i can i can come and you know uh bend the knee to this same couple about some of their practices and tactics uh basically this week we found out and i don't know who they'd be talking to that'd be completely blowing up their spot but basically people are in mila kuna's and ashton kutcher's ass about them not closing the door when they when shit comes out of it <laughs> if you catch what, what I'm, you, wait, what you, if you catch what I'm saying, you don't know what I mean. No, but I don't know if I want to. Um, they don't close the door in their household when they're in, using the bathroom. Yeah, I guess it depends on. I don't see a problem with that. I don't see a problem with it as long as if it's like husband and wife in the house. Like I don't see a problem with that. Children I don't, too. I don't Children, I think it's weird, but. I don't really think it's like so bad that people need to be like freaking out about they it. They blew up their fucking spot. I mean, you can look it up. Look up Mila Kunis, uh, Mila Kunis bathroom. 
or something. I mean, there's reporting on this, legitimately, like reporting. And I don't know who is out here trying to blow up their spot. You're probably looking it up right now. I am. <laughs> there's like there's actual a number of reports, right? I don't know who's trying to blow up their spot. Um, but whoever these people, whoever this couple has been talking to, they probably need to stop because <laughs> um, if this is, I think this it's is just the way that they. I think it's just the way that they're framing it. It just makes it easy for the Twitter Negro, not Negroes. I was about to say the Twitter <laughs> Negroes, the Twitter, the Twitter, because it's not just Negroes, but it's like the Twitter, the Twitter reactionaries. Oh my god! Yeah, they look for anything, and it's just Baby. oh my god, oh my god, and it's trending for two days, and it's just absolute bullshit. Maybe, but I don't know. I'm on their side this time. You can't clown Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher this time. I'm on their side. I'm on their side. Because I don't think... It's a little weird. Like, I just went around the corner, and my dad was just taking a shit, and he's... And the it's door's like open. The like, door is wide that's open, we- That's kind of weird. They're but just like- saying, like... They, they don't find it to be a necessity to completely shut and lock the door. When you're taking a shit, like we already like, know, don't get what me wrong, but like, in there. it's weird. But I don't think it's weird enough to be on Twitter crying about it. It's yeah. weird. Like I don't like. I'm taking a shit. I don't want nobody watching me take a shit. It seems un- so unpleasant for me. I know it's unpleasant for someone else watching a grown man shit and fart, and you just smell all the smells. <laughs> I don't want to subject. I don't even want to be in there. So I don't know. <laughs> different. No, for damn sure, that. somebody else wants to wants to smell that and subject see that. Anyone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, it's fine. It's weird. I think it's fine. Um, that's pretty much what we got with the good pop culture rapid fire segment. Should we slide into some new music? Yeah. All right, let's slide into some new music here. Put y'all on game right here. Um, so obviously every week is the same as follows. You know, I'm going to head to my Apple Music app, pull that shit up. Look at that new release section. See what the fuck is happening. See what the fuck is popping. This week, for some reason, happened to check the charts, Billboard charts, and notice that Post Malone, who we've talked about on this podcast before, peaked at number three. The song "I Like You" with Doja Cat. Granted, mm-hmm. it's a Doja Cat, but but I I mean we I only mentioned it. I only wanted to mention it just because, like, I don't know. I just it was just happenstance. I happened to check the charts. And we, we've talked about Post Malone before on this podcast. Um, I'm not sure if we ever put that episode out, but uh, just like the fact that, you know, he was having like label problems, label issues, and um, he was like struggling to get marketing up for, you know, that level of an act. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was strange, you know? And I don't like Post Malone, though, but he said some problematic shit in the past. Uh, what, well, of what nature? I don't know. No, he just he thinks he thinks rap is like a joke of a genre, or it's not as sophisticated, or whatever. It's like, well, why are you oh. here being a little a little culture vulture? Why not make mm. genre music in the genre you think? So you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, I know what you it, mean. Just very, dis, it's very ungenuine. And part of the reason why rap is so unsophisticated is because dudes like you make some bull, put out bullshit. Period. So there's no you shouldn't even be saying that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear about that. That's too bad. I think this happened a long time ago, too. This is like years ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm i not a big fan of Post Malone, but, you know, I, I mean, when there you just, I put two and two together quite often, right? And, you know, you hear things about, you know, in the beginning 
you know his his album released sometime this year it was earlier this year it might have been it was around the same time we started recording doing our recordings maybe like june or july was when the album was released you know and nobody knew anything about the album the marketing was very very low like i was saying that's not something that it's pretty is common with acts of his caliber you know and you hear you hear things right you know mm-hmm. you hear things about you know canceling shows and reports that he can't breathe at his concerts and you know he's in and out of hospitals uh, i just hope the dude's okay you know i don't know you hear yeah i mean you just hear stories like of like like music labels and record labels like it's legal for them mm-hmm. to do this where they take out life insurance policies which know? is kind of weird man it makes you makes me wonder like yeah, yeah. And you see the you see like Post Malone fucking like fell over and cracked his ribs and shit at his at his you know he's on tour right now. He had a concert the other day or the other week, something sometime last Bentley. week, something like that, and fucking fell over and cracked. They have insurance policies taken up for moments just like that for stage accidents just like that. What happened to Post Malone this last week? So didn't he like fall hope. through like a hole in the stage? Like how does that even happen, dude? I don't know. I, I heard about that. I'm, that's what I'm telling you. Like I'm just saying. I I just I put two and two together. I'm not saying anything. I'm not going to say anything overt. I'm not going to say anything. It's going to be coded language on purpose, you know. But I'm just saying, like you see somebody that has music dilemmas with the label, and then has ended up having literal quotes saying, "I can't breathe," and like I'm having stabbing pains while he's on his. On his concert tour for the same just, album that had problems coming out. They're killing some of these guys, man. But we, we went deep on this uh, that movie. My homie, his grandfather made all about like jazz yeah. artists being like terrorized by their like Italian record label owners trying to kill them yeah. because they didn't want to, they wanted to make their own label. That yeah. shit is real. Yeah. I, it's depressing. Some of these we guys don't have to talk murdered. about it that much. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it that much. Okay, can we call the division, the new division single, toxic? That's what I want to know. That's that's something that I'm just questioning to myself, and we're gonna listen to it here. Does it sound we're like gonna... a Drake song before we start? Because you know, division's part of the OVO sweatshop. So, you said you know, what? The OVO sweatshop. No, you said what about Drake? Does this sound like a song that could fit Drake? This does not sound like a song that could fit Drake. I couldn't see. It. This sounds like a division song, straight up division song. Would you like to hear some of my good sir? Let's do it. Okay. It's mistake I made. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be- before we start, I just want to pose the question to the room. Is this toxic or not? Because, and let me just preface it. The last Division single was met with an uproar of people just, oh my God, this is so toxic. This is so toxic. These niggas had to go on a rounds of media training in order, or not media training, but they had to go on rounds. Like PR, PR and yeah. damage control. Yeah, exactly. Just it was that bad. It was everywhere. pretty damn bad. Appearances everywhere just to, you know, save face and say, oh, no, we're not toxic. Like, this song is meant to, this song where it's talking about, like, if I'm not cheating or if I'm cheating, if I get caught cheating, that doesn't mean I, I don't love you. That type of shit. People were just, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't take it. And this song comes out, and I just think this song is miles beyond what that song was talking about. Let, let's listen to some of the lyrics. Shouldn't have let you go. And I'm gonna point them out when I, I'm gonna point them out when we get there. Instead of wondering, I should let you know. Yeah. When I say love, I mean love, ain't no fucking shaming. That 
write your name with my last name ain't in it. This shit has been a process. Right? It starts off good. With my it sounds, it sounds pretty, mature. Pretty it sounds me. mature in the beginning, right? Song too. I just wanna text my ex. I'm just seeing what's up. Now with she's your ex. What's going on? Who's fucking with you? Whose time you're on? Thinking what's up with you? What's going on? What's going Who's on? Fucking with Who's you? fucking with Where you? Where we go wrong? Hold up. Who told you it's okay to not call me by now? Who told you you should be at these parties right now? Just gaslighting you like you shouldn't be out there being ready and single and mingling. It kind of reminds me of something I saw on the internet to, like today. It's very similar where it was like a lady. She was on Facebook and she was asking for help. She said, help. Uh, I left a good man to become to pursue becoming an actress in Atlanta. I started mm. stripping. Mm. I got pregnant. She act, I don't know act. who the daddy is. Oh, and now shit. I left a good man, by the way. She said, she, I left a good man. Now I'm begging him to come back, and he won't. How do I win him back? He has a new girlfriend. You ain't going to. You, that's toxic as hell. It just reminds me of the same thing. Like, like she's mad at him as if you had the audacity to date someone else and not let me back into our you home. You know what I mean? After you just went and did all this bullshit. But it's even it's very worse narcissistic. than that. But it's even worse than that because this fool is not only saying like, damn, like I shouldn't have left you. You were so good to me. Like I need you back. Not only is he saying that, but then he's coming back around and saying, oh, by the way, like who are you fucking anyone right now? Like, wait, are you out in the club? Like who told you you should be out? It's, it's a little too early. So he's he's even like controlling like this mm -hmm. is toxic. Like, what are we taught? Why is this not a conversation? He's like he buttering just, you up. And then he's also like criticizing you. It just had same, me, a couple you know, of it, it had me feeling like maybe my mind was a little backwards. Like, am I am I the fucked up one? Like, or are y'all fucked up? Because, I, I mean, my brain be working a little different than y'all's anyway. But I thought that this was craziness. <laughs> Nobody was talking about it. Nobody mm -hmm. was talking about it. So I had to come on here and I had to let people know. Because that shit is some craziness. Okay, so um, there were a few notable releases. Um, and we're going to talk about... Some of them we've already began. But one of the most noticeable ones to us, for us, was this trigger alert. Tory Lanez project. Tory Lanez. Sorry for what is what it's called. For y'all who, uh, which I understand completely. Yeah. You don't like Tory Lanez and don't fuck with him. I would skip this, but you know, <laughs> trigger warning. Yes. It, it, I had to preface it with a trigger warning because... And, you know, it's it, something that triggered me, you know. I, I, I've been on a Tory Lanez boycott for literally like, since, since the, the news Meg broke. Thing, man. Yeah. yeah, like, like what, 20, late 2020 or 2021 or something? And like I don't that. know what brought me, what carried me to decide to listen to this one specifically. I heard that his last project was pretty good as well. Um, he's an independent actor. So. That one was fire. I'm not going to okay. lie. That, was, that whole album was about the Meg situation. It was him addressing uh, probably, I the think. whole Meg situation. Yeah. I mean, I'm in, I, I, at the same time. So, so, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what brought me to this album specifically to make me break that vow not vow but it wasn't that serious but you know um i finally came to a, a a tory lanes project and um it was a waste of my time 
<laughs> it wasn't a waste of my time. It wasn't it was, good. It wasn't. I didn't like it. And I like okay. Tory Lanez. Like, I like his, I don't like him as a person, but I like his, some of his music. I'll say that. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was good music, right? It was cool. Don't, it, it wasn't it was bad. good music. He makes good music, especially for an independent artist who doesn't have all of the resources available to him that somebody at a record label would. Um, he makes very, very good music. I mean, it's it it, it competes with a lot of the top acts. Um, but apparently, went number one on Apple Music. Like people are listening to Tory Lanez. Oh, really? Yeah, it went number one on Apple Music. I think when it dropped. Yeah, I, people. I, I don't know how he does it, man. Because I, I, I he's really getting don't know money. How he does so he's it. getting he's getting that like that label money because he he cut him out. So yeah, but overall, there was a few good songs on this project. It's it's twenty two songs, right? I think it's twenty two. It's 20 something. It's over an hour of music on this project. I think it's about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 16 minutes, 17 minutes. Do you understand that that's the length of a feature length film? Yeah. That's like literally sitting in a theater and watching a movie flat out. This, the artists that come out with this type of music where it's like over 20 tracks, bro, you need to go down, you need to go sit somewhere because I mean, these albums are too intimidating for me. Like I had to, I had to break out a new method in order to in order to break into this album for the first listen. Like I literally had to like put this shit on random, like on shuffle. Yeah, I had to shuffle I, this it shit. Was, it was tough to get through, dude. It was tough. I don't know. I can't do. I can't do twenty. I can do twelve Tory Lanes. I can't do twenty. Nineteen twenty. I can't do it. I didn't I even to listen to it all. I, I, I had, I had to it. stop. You know, I had to stop. Um, there were some notable tracks on here, and you know, we we've talked about it off mic. Uh, there are a couple of tracks I would like to play. I think that, but my bit, my big takeaway from this album is that Tory Lanez is extremely talented, very oh, versatile. Man. Dude is like one of the best out for real. Very versatile. I feel like he doesn't go hard enough sometimes. Mm. He's that talented. He's one of the most talented rappers in his, in his current era. I love that you like, said that. He can sing. He can. He can. You get embodied and, by a singing nigga. He can do that. And the singing and the singing. And he can to actually me, rap. Yeah, the singing to me is what he does best. That's what he does best to me. I don't know, dude. He, I think he's equal in both. You just no, really ever. You really about, ever see him rap for real? For real? You re, it's rare. You want to talk about him being over uh, underrated? His singing is underrated. He sings no. He. I mean, I mean, I'm talking on the level of like th- this guy should be bigger than the weekend. If we want, if we want to talk about talent and we want to talk about voices and ma- and male R&B on the male R&B side of things, this man, he's like the closest thing to like a ballad singer, like that that emotional, heartfelt yeah. singer. Like he that, can do both. He can I mean? swing hard in both in R&B and rap and hip hop. He can like. He's he the can, only one he that does it. He can swing hard. Yeah, and both. He's the only one that does it consistently. Him and Drake, you know, Drake does his thing sometimes, you know. But you know what? Even though people call him a Drake clone, I definitely think he's better. They than call him a Drake clone? Yeah, they call no, him a Drake wrong. clone. That's wrong. They both, they're both from Toronto. And I do think that early Tory Lanez was really trying to be like Drake a lot. Try but this. I feel like later on, he kind of got into his own thing. Possibly. Drake clone, I don't see it. Try this. Chris Brown clone. Eh, I guess I kind of. You can call him Toronto Chris Brown. W- yeah. With more of a rapper edge. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. 
and like cut cut him off and break off his knees. You know, and that's the thing that's really weird cut about him, him right? Knees. And maybe yeah. that's a compliment to him. But the thing that's really weird about him is this is the same dude, and we covered it again, once again, on this podcast. This is the same guy that came out with tweets talking about how R&B is dead, talking about how um, I haven't seen a project from 2022 that's moved me in any way. And this guy comes out with a project. And what have we been doing this entire time? Comparing him to other artists? Exactly. Comparing him to other artists? This guy doesn't put out anything that's like that original. He has a good ability to make a lot of different types of sounds that remind you of other, of artists, other artists who do that's it what better. It is, yeah. But hey, that's talent, though. At the end of the day, we're sitting here talking I about I feel like he has a formula. I, it, I feel like Tori has to is? be like... What do you think the formula is? Be a slightly different version of Drake. Basically. I have a song that I think Put is a the formula bit. for him that works. Yeah. He needs to rap. And then he needs to sing hard, though, on the hook. He needs to come yeah. pause, but he needs to come hard on the hook. Let me play some for or you. Or just alternate. Just alternate. And One song just be rap hard as fuck, and the next song is the sex song for the ladies and singing. Yes, sir. Then the next song, rap hard as fuck. Rap the next hard song, sing is sing singing about nice something melody. else. And then maybe, then maybe like a combination song, and then go back to alternating the other two. Should we play a little something? Yeah. Let him hear a little taste? Which one are you going to play? This is Hennessy Memories off the Tory Lanez project. Sorry for what? What is it given? What it's gonna take? You to get back in my arms, surprise, go back in the palms. I'm tired of talking to false alarms, the gifts, the cars, the charms. Tell me who hearts get harmed, and we don't even get to speak. You give me a beep like you was my car's alarm. I'm back to the city, the valley of death, where the niggas that die for loving too much. Guess I was covering too much. Funny, usually I never do much, but I'm caught up in a situation where I'm fucking with you with my head in the clutch. Ever felt See, like he came to the bars. Never know when enough is too mm, much. This one's, I like hey, yeah, tell a hot bitch I'm back for the really fall. good tell beat. Bitch, I'm back for the summer. 18, well, I have runner, I have runner. First time, fuck, I back in the Hummer. Call right back, I know her call. Low key dog, but it's still my dog. Won't say nothing, but it's still my call. Listen Won't say to a little bit of the chorus. You took sweet time. Hold a little bit of the hook right here. Cut out my grind, and you started wilding a thought in their eyes, but not in my eyes. Cut in the music, and started to find any songs and jot my line. And you started wilding and going out crazy and going out sad. I had to get mine, I'm sorry. I know I had to keep myself. Comes on strong with the singing. Bro, See what I mean? No, this is that was fire. That's, that, that was, was fire. fire. Yeah, that was absolute heat right there because he did exactly what we just said. That's the formula. Rap, come in hard though, and then come in the hard. Singing, yeah, and then with the singing, bro, he has the voice. I'm talking on like that's what I'm saying. Like he's on the level of like a weekend. Like people want to talk about the weekend. They're all in that same group. They're all coming from that same area. Yeah, wonder, Drake, bro. weekend, Tory. They all in that kind of. Even Chris Brown, to an extent, is in that. What level. sound was cranking up in Toronto to have niggas acting like that? Just, just I emotional. Have no as hell. idea. Emotional, emotional as, hell, as hell, but then they want to go hard on the rap too. <laughs> like what? These niggas came out. These niggas came out like savages. Side me. note: This is like a relevant side note, but like mm-hmm. the name of this song made me just look up Hennessy Stock, and my jaw dropped. It's bad. It's good. 
I mean, everything is down now, but I'm like, if you look, yeah. you would, if you type in, if you look up, and you know it's owned by Louis Vuitton, by, by the way. I did not. They've been playing, they've been playing motherfuckers for years. We've been giving them free <laughs> clout. We've been giving them free clout for fucking years. Every, I can't remember the last time I saw a rap album that didn't mention Hennessy or have Hennessy as a song title name. Just free clout. That's funny. That chart, that chart is just going over max over since 2008, just on a steady incline. Yeah, I mean, had niggas like Tory having Hennessy moments. So and I then mean, in 2020, it went parabolic in 2020. It's been doing it its just job. Went, it just went insane in 2020. I like 2020 niggas was, well, we in the house, so we just gonna turn up and drink Hennessy, and it just it just exploded. But I digress. We digress. We digress. In in other news, new music related, uh, Smino and J Cole. Had a single called 90 Proof. Uh, is it possibility that there could be a... I mean, we know that this is not... I think this is just one joint that they did together. They probably have other records that they probably had a little, you know, demo tapes on. Maybe, I don't know. They probably had some demos that they worked on together during that little session. Um, are we foreseeing a possible album collaboration from these two dudes? That will be fire. You never know. You think that would be fire? Uh, I think that'll be fire. That's something I like, you look I like forward Smino. to? That's something I look forward to. I like Smino. I like J. Cole. Yeah. What do you think I of mean, the song? I, think, I haven't heard it, but what do you think of the song? Uh, we can hear a little bit of it right now if you want to. Let's do it. It's called 90 Proof. Um, I, I, I thought it was fun. I thought that it was fun. Yeah, I think the thing that I think uh, that I like about um, these different types of weird collaborations that we wouldn't think about in our... Even like that would exist... You know, in our lifetime, um, I, the 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 thing that made me uh, uh, that this collaboration made me think about was the Anderson Park and Bruno Mars collaboration that we recently saw with uh, the Silk Sonic shit. Um, mm-hmm. Just these weird, different types of collaborations. I wish artists would do it more. Is honestly what I was the takeaway for me. Uh, if you want to hear some of it, I can play. Yeah, some man, of I want right to see here. more, man. I want to see Kendrick. What happened to that Kendrick and J Cole album? We've been waiting a decade for that. I don't think I remember hearing anything about that, but um, you probably that was know what I mean. That was rumored for like over a decade. I guess they just decided, ah, the music's too old now. This is Smino and J. Cole. This song is called 90 Proof. On this Andre 3000 shit. Fucking with it? I like it. So this is just his part on the verse. You want to hear a little bit of J. Cole? Yeah. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I bought a condo and it's cozy. My 
name is nosy as fuck, they see a young nigga walk in with his kids, they don't know who he is, they just know that he up, no chain on no rollie, I move around dolly and touch, not cause I'm hard, but cause I got God, I heard that you going up fast, but I think it's better to slowly erupt, that money was burning a hole in my pocket, and I even burned a little hole in my gut, we walked in the function, they dog got the bump, and my dog got the rushing like Sophie your pup, root, root, nah nigga don't shoot, shoot, two six, we got loose, group. Yeah. shit would turn you know like what I mean, loose. like, it's not, it, it, it's just a little fun something, I honestly think that these artists that, like I said, the ones that you would you wouldn't even dream of them being together working together right those artists i think that they when they come together for a little studio session they're just trying to create a little bit of a, a vibe i don't even think that they're really trying to make anything that's like gonna get crazy radio play or it's gonna be on all the title and apple music spotify playlists i think they just go in there to have a little bit of fun i honestly wish that artists would do a little bit more because you know they get like a little bit of a loose creative vibe you know i think we need a little bit more of that in this space Got any thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, I think ultimately we just need more of it, man. I don't know how, like, we're not in the music industry, so I don't know what the logistics are on Mm -hmm. collaborations. But, like, from what I can tell, it seems like a lot of it is just a lot of money involved. Like, oh, I want this feature. I want this feature. When do you see a legitimate, like, hey, let's meet in this dude. Let's just make a song. It would have to be a real. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that take. Yeah, it, there's like a level of, um, like wannabe. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, I'm gonna hit you up. I'm gonna text you. Hey, can you uh, send me a verse to this? Here's the, here's the instrumental. Can you send me a verse? It's not that. It, it's a more face to face. We fuck with each other. We exactly. actually have a, a relationship. We enjoy collaborating. It's because we call these things collabs. I don't think we really really break down the word and understand the language behind that means that this is a collaboration. Like this is teamwork. This is we're sitting here. Maybe I'm making you a little bit romanticizing it a bit, but that's what it's that's what it's like to me. Like I think about this type of artistry. You know, if it's giving you that type of feeling, that means that this is a genuine collaboration of two minds coming together and being fixated on one vision, one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what we have, what we have, we got the baby, some the baby news. So. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because this news is coming out this week. His first week album sales. He fell off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby on Baby 2 has gotten um, some some release, some first week record sales information has come for the babies. Baby on 2, 2. Which is disgusting, by the way. That's a disgusting title. Nobody's going to get on this nigga. Sometimes I'll be like, damn, like y'all niggas really just going to look at this shit and hear this shit. Baby on Baby Baby on sneaking, baby. They be sneaking that bullshit in, bro. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> if y'all don't see it, then I don't know. <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to even say anything. <laughs> um, but it's failed. I mean that that album failed, okay? Uh the album released uh and it had 16 to 18,000 record sales in the first week. That none garbage. of that specifically the says, baby that's pretty garbage bro 16 not, get this 86 percent of a drawdown from his previous released album i hope he was investing these rappers don't 86%. understand six percent most of y'all got one or two good albums if you're lucky and y'all out of here you might as well take that money put all that into investments start buying real estate and stocks and yep. just enjoy your life because y'all out of don't here be, in two you years. You spend it, you're done. Like you back to the nine, you back to the, the nine to five. Especially so. if you an ignorant ass nigga like this nigga the baby out here fucking shooting people and fucking bombing on people every single fucking week. 
you're gonna have incidents you're gonna be in the press negatively every single fucking week yeah two years he can't control himself yeah two years the baby is done he so. shut the fuck up and they released yeah, this he got fucking real album quiet. yeah they released this fucking album and said nigga i don't know what his contract's like so don't get me wrong he probably has some work left in him but if we want to talk about longevity yeah, I mean, there's a question about his longevity. This isn't going to be no LeBron James in the music industry. <laughs> no. You know what I you mean? better, because I'll never understand, like, NBA. Like, they obviously did not have people, good people around them, and they did not care about financial literacy. Like, the, the babies, like, I don't know about his financial situation, but, like, Allen Iverson, like, mm-hmm. how? You got NBA players who are just broke as shit. How? Yeah. If you invested, you'd be rich like LeBron. Really the reason makes LeBron you think. is a billionaire is because he probably he puts his money away. He got good people around him. Yeah, he makes smart investments. He just bought a he bought a wiffle ball team. Is it a squash ball or pickleball? Something pickle like that. Ball. Mm-hmm. He bought a pickleball team because it's trending. So he's thinking he's thinking, damn, this shit might pop off. <laughs> Let me get get it while it's cheap, and when it blows up, I made a whole bunch of money. Yeah, his version of crypto gambling is buying entire sports sports franchises. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, okay. The last couple of things we have here, um, and we're probably not going to spend too much time on it. Freddie Gibbs, soul sold separately. A little tongue twister there. Soul sold separately. Not sure what number <laughs> this this studio album is for him, but um, for some reason, you know, I'm not a big fan of Freddie Gibbs, but for some reason, whenever I see his name never come up in new releases, I always rush to it. I don't know why. Um I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't have a reaction to this. I, I did put it on shuffle. Again, I used the tactic. I did put it on shuffle just so I can get a taste of it. You know, I might've skipped through a few songs. Um, my rule is always like, if I have to skip like two or three times in a row, it's probably not it's good. Not, it's not hidden. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I shuffled through it. Um, my thing with Freddie Gibbs is like, he's so, his type his style of R&B um, is so reliant on that like, on the beat mm-hmm. and his beats aren't they're not like my type of beats i like underwater you know atmospheric beats kind of spacey he likes boom bap and shit like yeah mm-hmm. and he likes boom bap i'm not i'm not for that you like freddie gibbs that's kind of up your lane up your alley uh, i've never really gotten into him I, people have like played him for me and it just nothing really stuck out to me like that that's surprising he's like right up your alley i don't think we have anything else um um, the last thing I heard is there was an Earl Sweatshirt song in Atlanta. I think it was like two weeks ago. Okay. Episode three. A little premiere action? Or no, it was episode one, actually. It was episode, it was a while ago, but that shit was fire. That shit was heat. Um, so what do you think about Earl? I just want to know what, what are your thoughts on Earl Sweatshirt? <laughs> For some reason, that made me think of the fucking show. What about Earl? <laughs> Uh, I'm not a big fan of Earl Sweatshirt, um, although I've never really listened to any of his shit, just like sat there and listened to an actual project. I'm not sure if I've even listened to an actual full song by him other than just, you know, a little tease here and there. So I don't I don't fucking know. I don't have an opinion that's that pressing. He was always like a depressed MF Doom, like like a depressed young MF Gen, Gen Z MF Doom. It's like how I see Earl Sweatshirt. He seems like he lacks creativity and just kind of goes off of stunts and gimmicks. But no, he's not as he's nowhere near as creative as MF. But like you get what I'm trying to say. He kind of feels like he's like an MF Doom inspired, depressed Gen Zer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move into our deep cuts. Um, 
I think you can go first. I think you. I think I went first last time. Did you go first? I think you went first. Okay, then you can go, go first go this first. time. All right. Do you want to introduce called, yours? I'm forgetting the name. It's called. Isn't peppers and onions? Peppers and onions. Peppers and onions yeah. by Tierra Whack. The song was in the latest episode of She Hulk. I thought it was fire, so I thought I'd play it today. Yeah. Give us a love here. The one that people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. Yeah, you got to be the one that people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only human. Sometimes happy, sometimes nervous. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only human. Here long, so forgive me if I get this wrong. I get lost sometimes. Literally, I roam. I had to figure certain things out on my own. Make a phone call home to the ones I love. Shit, crazy out here. Hey, you high off drugs? To be real, man, I thought about pulling the plug so I can go fly high with the ones above. Yeah, I don't wanna be judged. I just wanna be me. Even though we buy chains, we just wanna be free. I don't wanna be judged. I just wanna be me. We just wanna be free. The one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. Yeah, you got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. Yeah, I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. Yeah. I'm only human. Sometimes happy, yeah. sometimes nervous. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only human. And the cons of being a bomb, baby. You can have the ticket, might not be your time. But oftentimes, I gotta remind myself to combine my thoughts and never deny my help. A whole lot richer and a whole lot quicker, but I had to slow it down because I ain't no grave digger. White folks yelling, yo, that's a brave nigga. Paparazzi taking pictures like I'm in a cage, nigga. I don't wanna be judged, I just wanna be me. Even though we buy chains, we just wanna be free. I don't wanna be judged, I just wanna be me. We just wanna be free. You got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. Yeah, you got to be the one the people looking up to. Yeah, I tried to reach the sun, but got me stuck to my shoes. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only human. Sometimes happy, sometimes nervous. I'm only human. I'm not perfect, just a person. I'm only human. Sometimes happy, sometimes nervous. Hey, you remember the song playing? I don't. I, I think I remember the melody, but I don't remember she, like hearing. She was the uh, she was looking when she's at that little retreat with the abomination dude. She was looking for cell servers, and she's just walking around the property, and it was playing. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I like Tierra Whack. I actually just discovered Tierra Whack recently. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple songs of hers over the years, but I've never really like sat and listened to like a whole bunch of her music. Yeah, it's amazing how versatile. Like that rapper singer combination has really become in the 80s. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like, damn, like that guy's got talent. <laughs> you know, now it's like it's no different than like, you know, in the NBA, everybody can shoot a three. 
Exactly. 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 That's a great. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Uh, my deep cut. Yeah. Exactly. It really has. It really has. They've become infused together. Um, my deep cut is by uh, an artist called Cherry Twenty Two. I believe that's how you pronounce the name. It's stylized. She put an X where the E should be. Um, and it's called Call Me. Okay. Little R&B giant. What's this? A giant? A giant? <laughs> I don't have it in me to give a lot. I can't be the one thinking that you read me. Hate to throw you off. You're out of luck. I'm out of love. 21 questions, it's out of the question for me, yeah mm-hmm. You know it's impressive, not putting pressure on me Call me in the nighttime, it might be good Just depends, what you want Call me at the right time, I might pull up Not to talk, just to Water beat. It is underwater. You hear how much heavy reverb there is? I mean, that reverb is intense. Hey. But that shit was fire, though. I didn't even know who that, that shit, shit was. was but mm-hmm. she came out of the woodworks. But that shit sound was like one of those, uh Sound like one of those. Uh, you know, you just on title Spotify, you let it run, and it was algorithm just bring it to you. And you're just like, oops, did I drop mm-hmm. this here? Did I do that? <laughs> almost like it almost like it was like planned. Like this is destiny. <gasps> this is for you. Anyway, that's all we got for y'all today. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we're gonna close out right here at the end of this episode. 
What is this? Uh, episode nineteen? Nineteen. Yeah. Check me on that. I think it'll it'll be on the screen. Yeah. Uh, let me see. <laughs> it'll be on the screen. It will be on the screen. Leave it for post. Leave it for post. Yeah. Uh, but we will catch you guys in a couple of days. You already know where we'll be. And we're gonna give you some more top tier. French frames with the French name and the same night pull you and your tight friend lift your little dress like light wind huh? then I slide right in you know the whole repertoire US to the USSR sexing in the Lexus car match wits with the best of y'all the rest of y'all's like vegetables in my presence check it